When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, friends. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Become a diehard. Go phnx.com. Pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year. You are a diehard. I'm a diehard. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is my fearless co-host, Bo Brock. It's a mock draft Tuesday. I may oh. not be wearing a bald cap underneath <laughs> his hat. Let's let's mock it up, Bo Brock. Let's do yeah. it. I'm ready to do it. I, I love that in the chat. Everybody like somebody want to get in and they've started doing this hitting first, second, third. What up, Milt? What up, Didi? Monty, Austin Ford's burner was third. Jeremy Bailey. Everybody, thank you. Welcome. It is another edition of PHNX Cardinals. Also our award-winning producer, Damon Dog. It doesn't matter he didn't win the award on our show. It's this we we built our roster. We saw a guy that's out there producing. And we needed him on our team. And that's what Monty Austin Ford's going to do. Brian Burns. Yes. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's going to be our impact player, plays a premium position, and we're going to get him locked and loaded from here on forward. Uh, we're locked and loaded. Mel Kuyper Jr., we knew it was coming, dropped his 1.0 mock draft of the offseason. And typically with Mel, I feel like as he's gotten older, his hot takes have been a little bit more wild. I thought today's mock draft, just you know, putting the Cardinals picks aside for a second, I thought this was his best mock in a long time that I can remember like agreeing wholeheartedly like what my eyes see on college football Saturday and then subsequently uh-huh. what Mel has done. I think it's it's pretty solid, especially for the Cardinals. Now, we're going to laugh at some other picks, specifically Seattle and what they ended up doing <laughs> in the teens, but – you know, 5,000 foot view surface level. Right. When you looked at this mock bull Brock, like what, what were your takeaways? Yeah. I mean, I think Mel Kuyper certainly became quite a polarizing figure just because he was a top, you know, the draft experts, he was the yeah. guy that paved the way and, and you got to give credit and respect where it's due. I mean, this is a guy that's going into his 40th year and, you know, sometimes you got some duds and sometimes you miss the mark and people are going to obviously keep receipts and like Mel Kuyper projected this guy here and this is where he got drafted or this is what he said this prospect was going to be and he was a bust and all that. But I think Mel Kuyper, as far as the draft forecasters out there and this very inexact science, I mean, he's been doing it at a high level for a long time. He's not like a dialed in guy. He doesn't have true insight from most organizations, but what he can do is he He's got really tremendous insight on who these prospects are and how they match up with each and every organization and where they are currently in the landscape in the NFL. So I think to what you were saying, I agree with it. I think that Mel Kuyper, you know, he he took a pretty big swing at two, kind of bucking some trends that we've seen so far in other mocks. And as we sit here at the end of January, sure, it doesn't mean, you know, diddly poo. Uh, but at the same token, like, when Mel Kuyper releases his first mock, I think that you hold it in high regard compared to some of the other ones out there. And I think that he he did a really decent job in 1.0. I th- I think there's a there's a mantra with Mel Kuyper that historically he has tended to overvalue traditional pocket passers, right? Almost to a fault. Like he did it with Jimmy Clausen once upon a time. He did it with Brady Quinn. I remember like he had Jimmy Clausen going top five until the day of, of course, Jimmy ended up falling to the Panthers in like late the second round. So knowing that and knowing what he put out today, it was nice to see him. We're alluding to a major shift by Kuiper in the top three, Bull Brock, 
Of course, the Bears taking Caleb Williams. Everybody assumes that that's going to happen now, even the folks in Chicago. The Washington Commanders, Jaden Daniels, second overall. And this is doubling down on what a lot of people are saying, are hearing. We mentioned on yesterday's show, Jaden Daniels has the best quarterback tape, maybe yeah. not the best prospect, the best QB tape in college football in the year 2023. And, oh, by the way, his skill set does translate. Good film for Mel Kuyper because it would have been easy for Mel to say, I've had Drake May as a cone number one pick with Caleb Williams for 18 months, and this mm-hmm. is the way it's going to be. And in his first mock draft, he comes out and says, like, yeah, Jaden Daniels right now, I have him over Drake May. Yeah. And that is going to infinitely help the Arizona Cardinals land their eventual pick in this mock draft. Marvin Harrison Jr., fourth overall. Drake May, of course, falls to New England, and the Cardinals get their guy. We are three months away from the NFL draft, but, it, I mean, this momentum is real, and we think the Mel Kuyper Juniors of the world for yep. making it real. The football lords out there, I see yes. what you've done for other fan bases. I'm asking that you do it for us, the Arizona Cardinals fans out there. Just yeah. listen to it. Just one time, right? Uh, but, yeah, absolutely. The, the hype train and Mel Kuyper being the conductor now, he's got the he, he's got it on top of that, that pompadour that he's got for a hairstyle he's been rocking for 40-plus years. Like, it's a beautiful thing. He's about to hit choo-choo as they leave the station, and he's leading the charge with Jaden Daniels, and that's great, right? Like, and he's seeing what you and I are seeing, and I think that's why yeah. we really respected this mock is he's like, yeah, what you said, Jaden Daniels, the tape out there, married with the numbers, married with mm-hmm. the skill set, everything that you're going to want to see and what you're going to probably see in the pre-draft process, mm-hmm. like you can marry the tape with the prospect, right? Where I think Drake May, you're going to be marrying, you're going to be marrying the skill set with what it yeah. next to be because of the lack of the tape that he put out there this season, right? 24 and nine, as far as his touchdown and interceptions, you know, where he kind of fell short against the Virginias, the NC States of the world. And he was lighting up Campbell to pad some stats that aren't even that pretty. But the good thing is at the end of the day is that this is what, you know, they were saying before the end of the season is it's a three quarterback top five. And if it's a three quarterback top five, it's a likely a one, two, three quarterback scenario that plays right into the hands of the Arizona Cardinals just sitting there saying, Come to Papa Marvin Harrison Jr. Come here. Let's go. Let's start anew with 20 years between legendary wide receiver drafts. Larry Fitzgerald in 2004, Marvin Harrison Jr. in 2024. You just, you love to see it. I just keep, hope that the stars keep aligning this way. And here's what I also like for those that are asking, we're going to break down Kuiper's mock. So I don't think we have a graphic, but we'll, we'll give you the tea. We got the subscription. We're going to give you the tea <laughs> leaves here. Here's what else, like Kuiper wrote about two paragraphs per team per breakdown here's what i really like that he emphasized about new england their offense was a mess he did not go to yeah if you don't take a quarterback take a receiver you know where he went to the offensive line Mm -hmm. he pointed out trent brown um michael onwanu who is going to be a top coveted player in free agency tight ends hunter henry mike jacecki they're losing a bunch of beef up front on the offensive line Mm -hmm. he talked about well, if you don't go quarterback, which he encourages them to do so, offensive line has to be the next priority. And then he doubled down by saying quarterback is by far New England's biggest need. Right. So I I, I can appreciate that because, again, Marvin Harrison Jr., in my opinion, is unequivocally, even above Caleb Williams, the best player in this draft. Yeah. New England, the New England Patriots do not deserve Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> with where they're at in their rebuild. They right. do not. Right. They do not. They yeah. do have no leg to stand on. And again, like any friend, you can do whatever you want as an NFL franchise, Mm -hmm. but it would be an egregious mistake without taking your vitamins like the Cardinals did last year, took their vitamins, traded down Paris Mm -hmm. Johnson, Jr. Edge rusher in the second had to endure a four win season. The Patriots foolishly thought, oh, Juju Smith Schuster, and we're going to make some moves in free agency last year. They thought they were playoff bound. They are building this house from the ground up. And as much as we consider Mm-hmm. receiver a premium position the patriots are in a unique spot where tackle and s- subsequently especially quarterback has to go above receiver in my opinion and i'm glad even in this receiver rich class that mel does not disrespect he does not entertain new england going marvin in three that's kudos to you mel right absolutely and, and like most most people with that have i think logically yeah. rationally like they're they're gonna see that right i mean it's it to to give it another analogy it's like my two and a half year old's gonna beg for for cake for dinner 
but we're going to make sure he gets, you know, Come a on. nice nutritious meal. Man have, a, have a piece like, of he can, he, Yeah, he's like, okay, we'll play that game once. In, in New England, they can try that, right? They can yeah. have cake for dinner, and then the same thing happens to my two-and-a-half-year-old. Like, he's going to take a dump in his diaper. He's just going to make a mess, and that's what's going to happen in the regular season. Like, when we look at this, and this is why Mike Mel Kuyper Jr. is probably saying, you're not going quarterback you're going offensive line because when you think about the traditional premium positions, like you and I, we, we believe wide receiver is a premium position, but there's some qualifiers. You got to have a quarterback. If Mm -hmm. a wide receiver is going to be a premium position, he's got to be able to get 10 to 12 to 14 targets a game. That's wide receiver one stuff in order to be uh, really be a a true premium player on your roster and what you're going to pay a premium for and what's worthy of having that first round grade and selection and getting that fifth year option picked up because it, it, it saves you that, that money in the long run. But you know, if you're going to do it without a quarterback, on your roster that that's worth a damn. And you're going to have an offensive line. As he said, they're going to let one of their most versatile offensive line players walk. Uh, it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's building backwards. It's counterproductive and it's not going to turn into success. They're going to have this Maserati sitting in, you know, the, the parking lot of a shack of a shanty. It's just, it's, it's not built. It's like that meme on Twitter that we see all the time with that sports car underneath that. Let's just call it the struggling little townhouse or whatever that is. (laughs) Um, you know, trailer or whatever it ends up being. I'm not here. People's homes. Yeah. Yeah. If you live where you live, but having a sports car next to that is the equivalent of having Marvin Harrison jr. I got passes from Bailey Zappi. My mortgage is 700 bucks. My car payments, you know, two grand. They'll right. make sense, sure. right? No, make it make sense. I'm going to make sense in some of these comments here. You guys are crushing it. Like this video, by the way. Let's get this to 300 likes today here on a football Tuesday. Um, somebody mentioned in the chat that he, he's seen a lot of bears. He or she's seen a lot of bears rhetoric. Let's see if we can find this comment from experts in Chicago saying that, that they are keeping Justin Fields. I... I think that that's people in Chicago who like Justin Fields who are hoping that happens. Nobody in the scouting community, nobody in the football community from Jay Glazer to our guy Baldy. Uh, this is from Nazer saying that uh, more rhetoric about Caleb Williams draft possibilities. The people in the know say go with Caleb Williams. So what, what do you think Ryan Poles is going to do? Ryan Poles did not draft Justin Fields. Ryan Poles knows that his shelf life as a GM gets extended with Caleb Williams. If, mm-hmm. Ju- if he doubles down on Justin Fields and Justin Fields fails next year, everybody's getting fired there. So they're taking Caleb Williams. I don't even like I I can appreciate people in Chicago like standing on two feet and and you know preaching to the high heavens like we love Justin Fields, we want to keep him. That's great. Mm-hmm. He's by all accounts a great guy. It's not the smart football decision. It's just not, and it it feels personal to people in the know that like and respect Justin Fields, it's not personal. This is a business decision. Right. Well, I mean, it's like the conversation we have, you know, about maybe the pass rush room for the Cardinals or some of the players that you rooted for that became fan favorites, carved out, you know, their their role in this fan base. And they're like, we like this guy. We like the guard X. We love Zayvon Collins. It's like, if you like these guys, you're going to love great players. Yeah. And I was thinking about it today. I let my, my mind go wild. And here I am covering the Arizona Cardinals here in Phoenix. And I'm like, man, I can't wait to see Caleb Williams play in the NFL. Like he's going to be an amazing player. I mean, I know there's red flags and if you're building an organization around him, you, you have your hesitations, right? But he's still an elite prospect. He is. Think about him playing on NFL Sundays and prime time. Like he's got the skill set that's electric. And to say, like, to pit that up against a guy who you had to, like, really manipulate the numbers to, to kind of make the case for who's won 10 games in his three-year NFL career, I mean, it's it's absurd. It's an absurd debate. Like, it's Caleb Williams is the it's guy. It's not a real debate. If, if, you're, if you're worth a lick as an NFL GM, you've already made the decision. You made the decision long ago. Caleb Williams is the guy like there's just no debate. Like you can listen to all the sports talk shows. You can fire up whatever, you know, podunk podcasts you want and they can make their case for Justin Fields, but it's, it's wrong. It's the wrong move. He's going one, one. Correct. Absolutely. Uh, I want to get to this comment. MKBF. What do you guys think about John Gambo Gambadaro saying today? It's 50, 50 on Marv. Even if he's there for the Cardinals said they may go offensive tackle at four. I really like Gambo. Uh, I can say that that's unequivocally false and that they will take Marvin Harrison Jr. fourth overall. That's why I have, I mean, 
they Marvin Harrison Jr. is the number one player on their board. If they take an offensive tackle, it's because they're trading down and a Koopy more assets and Marvin goes in the top three. They're they're Marvin Harrison Jr. is the number one player on their board for the NFL draft. Now, maybe something changes in the next three months. Hopefully not. Hopefully yeah. his his case continues to 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 be strengthened. But I mean, like nobody in the draft scouting community has an offensive lineman ahead of Marvin Harrison Jr. The only precursor is, do you need a quarterback? That's the we're not we don't see Alu Fashinu as much as we like him going third overall over Marvin or Joe Alt. I mean, it's like if a team wants to trade down, recoup assets like Dulingan and take a lineman, that's a different story. They are not sticking and picking, passing on a generational wide receiver to take another tackle. They they can trust their board and get a tackle at twenty seven, like we're going to talk about, or thirty five. I I love Gambo, and he's got his sources. He's tapped in. That's just. It's not the case. They're taking Marvin if he's there at four. If the medicals check out. Is he trying to make money on Twitter? Is, is he trying to just get engagement with that type of report? I is mean, it on Twitter or is it on radio? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I have well, no first idea. off, I can't see his tweets. He blocked me for no reason. But uh, <laughs> I, I've never said anything about him. And But that's that's an absurd take. That ain't happening. It's not. The best overall prospect in this draft. The, the best non-quarterback in this draft is going to fall into your lap and you're going, ah, maybe we'll go build the lines. Maybe that's what we're going to do. It ain't happening. Not 50-50? A coin they, flip? I got a message late in the year talking about their frustrations with positions on the team. And I get Humphreys was still healthy at the time. They're often, they love their offensive line this year. You know what they didn't love? Their wide receivers. Their wide receivers and their pass rushers, six and their cornerbacks. four playmaking wide receiver. Dad's a Hall of Famer. He outworks everyone. And we're like, ah, uh, I don't know. Gee, maybe you know, a nice uh, left tackle would be great. Get out of here. That's that. It's a that's a hot take. That's that's the definition of a yeah, hot yes. take. It was my MKBF saying it was on the radio. Said write Marv in with pencil like that. That to me, no. If you're doing that only if he gets taken third third overall, he's in pen. It's over. If they if he checks out medically, it's over. It's done. Gannon loves Marvin Harrison Jr. Loves him. Paris Johnson Jr. is campaigning for him. Paris Johnson Jr. can play left tackle. Mel Kuyper Jr. in this mock, we haven't yeah. gotten to it yet, saying Paris is a left tackle. Move him to left tackle. You know what you don't do then? Take a right tackle at fourth overall. And pass on Marvin Harrison Jr. Take a right tackle at 27 or 35 or sign one in free agency. Let's just come on now. I feel like we're just saying stuff to 50, say stuff. 50, now. 50, 50. Uh, no, come on. Incorrect. Come the, on. Money will watch be the tape be of these prospects just to do his due diligence, but he, he knows when the Cardinals are on the clock and Marvin Harrison Jr. is on the board, he's, he's turning in the card. 50, 50. They will put out things in the offseason to make people think that they're not in love with him. But, like, you don't want to get jumped. The Cardinals have been jumped for Patrick sure. Mahomes. They've yeah. been jumped for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, the smoke screens. He is their number one player on their board that they scouted this NFL, or excuse me, this college football season. I love Joe Alt. Joe Alt or Alu Fashinu could have very well been a Cardinal had Matt Prater made the field goal. And they could still be if Marvin Harrison Jr. is not available. But guess what? He didn't make that field goal. And they are picking fourth. And Jane Daniels is a freight train from hell. And we love him for that. And now there's a chance, 60-40, 70-30, that a certain receiver from Columbus, Ohio, is going to be there for the taking. I mean, that's, you, went, that's you beat Philadelphia, and, and you kind of handicap your ability to get a Marvin Harrison Jr. because you fall down, and it's tough getting back up the draft board again, right? And then, you know, the dominoes seem to be falling in your direction. And then, like, no general manager with this opportunity to get the, arguably the best player on the entire board. The last two say, years. You know what? The best player in the last two years, the last yeah. two drafts. Ain't happening. Can I just say, too, where did Austin Ford come from? New England? Mm -hmm. Tennessee. What's happened in New England and Tennessee? Obviously, quarterback issues. He doesn't have that. New England could never develop receivers and he saw how much that's been a detriment recently. And they don't have a quarterback anyway, Tennessee traded away AJ Brown and it got everybody fired. Everybody, everybody lost their job. Rabel lost his job. The GM lost his job. And then subsequently 
what did Jonathan Gannon see? We, okay, we traded for A.J. Brown, the other team on that equation, and we went to the Super Bowl. Like, you have to have weapons. Like, I, I love building the O-line. This is the most physical Cardinal offensive line of the last 20 years of my li- adult lifetime. The, the, the 49ers and the, and the Detroit Lions have weapons for days. Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. And again, you can get those guys later on. But why do you need to do that when you have a sure thing, right? He's a sure thing. Like, I love Joel and Alu Foster. They are not sure things. They could bust. The buzz factor with Marvin is like .001. It's, that's it. He's not busting. <laughs> no, no. And what like, are we doing? You can sell a fan base. Has, has this happened before? Yeah, it's fucking happened before. Remember when they took Levi Brown instead of Adrian Peterson? They took the they tried to go and, and do the right thing cute. and take the yeah. tackle out of Penn State. You get, they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna say, hey, maybe we maybe we'll work this time with this Penn State tackle. Olu Fashionu. No, it ain't happened. They couldn't complete passes downfield that weren't two and i love him five nine greg dorch or trey mcbride that was it and then michael wilson reemerged in the finale and they they're gonna sit there and pass on a true number one receiver let me read you what mel kuyper said about the cardinals in this situation basically yeah. talking about kyla murray the the jump that they made offensively and that they need the number one receiver harrison is one of the best receiver prospects of the past Decade, not in this draft. Yeah, of the past mm, ten years, should take a tackle instead. Best receiver prospect in a decade, but maybe take a tackle. I don't know. Hey. Fifty. I'm fifty fifty. Flip a coin. Let's Harvey get this bitch. No. Six four. Oh, I love the two face reference. A six four <laughs> speedster who can run every route, break tackles after the catch. In Arizona, Hollywood Brown, a free agent, gone. Harrison Jr. can step in. Number one, the number one receiver as a rookie has all the tools to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And they can get a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman with the with the Texans pick. What are we doing? Like, let's, come on now. Now that, nothing leads you to believe, if they do that, that it's not the right decision. Of course it is. It's definitely the right decision. Yeah, it, it the, the best wide receiver prospect since Calvin Johnson. You're going to be like, mm, maybe I'll take, you know, this, we don't even know if he's the consensus top tackle in the draft. There's two good ones, but, you know, and Malik Neighbors, who everybody's telling us would be the top wide receiver in this class if it weren't for Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, and, and like you're just going to say, yeah, you know what? I, I think the tackle is the right position to go to. We took one last year. Um, maybe we'll move forward this year. It's it's just it's it's absurd to to throw 50 50. Okay, hyperbole maybe. Maybe it's staring down like, man, how am I going to talk this long, this long between now and draft day about the Cardinals taking Marvin Harrison? We don't have that problem. Got to create some sort of like fake debate. It ain't a, there's, there's no debate. There's, there's no, it's not, it's over. It's like Marvin Harrison Jr. is that type of prospect where you just, if you, if he falls in your lap, you take him. Joel in the chat. Like I know we brought this up. It's a good point he's making. It's not what people want to hear. And I don't think he's, I know he's not dabbling in roster decisions or personnel decisions, but Joel's saying Bidwell saw how Larry Fitz became a legend in Arizona. He'd probably tell Mondi to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. I, I'm sure Bidwell's preference is to take Marvin. Of course it is. He's not going to tell them who to draft. But like, if you ask him his opinion, Michael Bidwell knows who Marvin Harrison Jr. is. I have a Johnny on the spot dropping later this week yeah. comparing the impact of MHJ to that of Larry Fitzgerald. So like that... Like that's not lost on the 20 year anniversary, as my co-host said, of drafting Larry Fitzgerald. Like they would probably have Larry Fitzgerald at his introductory press conference, like a passing of the baton of sorts. Like they want that. Plus, the Cardinals have the quarterback to maximize Marvin right away. Yeah. Why did Jamar Chase hit right away? Yeah, Joe Burrow, right? You have to you have to have these pieces of the equation. Like Mike Evans popped off with Jameis and, and Tom Brady, like. I get it. Like you want to elevate your roster with a singular player, but it's also like I'm baking a cake and I have nine out of 10 ingredients and I can make it a gourmet cake, but I need this one last ingredient. That's what Marvin Harrison jr. Is. Yeah. I mean, it just, I don't even know. It's not worth arguing. I appreciate the point that was brought up in the chat, but it's just, let's not create fake narratives because that's no, what it I is. I mean, it's if I heard narrative. that, if I'm listening in my car and I appreciate, uh, dropping this and it's it's fun fodder it's or whatever talking point, for sure but if, if i hear that and it's on the radio on sports talk radio and it's 50 50 i'm i'm heading down the dial like kupd and i'm listening to rock music 
I'm not listening any further. I'm not I'm not entertaining it because it's not it's not believable. They're gonna they're gonna be fine. I got Kelly yeah. Clarkson <laughs> blasting through my car speakers like I, before you know it. Like yeah, I'm just going down the dial. Illa Dre 499. I love this. If the Bears keep fields, they need to take their franchise out of Illinois. I I I don't even like if the Bears kept Justin Fields. Number one, you're you're putting a timeline on everybody getting fired, and you're also putting a timeline on like drafting another quarterback in the next one to two years. They like it's it's a fun media talking point, and it it's easier to discuss than whatever we just talked about 50-50 on MHJ. The people who are campaigning for Justin Fields have an emotion emotional investment, but it, in all actuality, ten wins in three years, underperforming as a pocket passer and is a, very much an athlete playing quarterback, like. You you compound if this is the Kenny Pickett draft with Malik Willis, they're keeping Justin Fields. Guess yeah. what? It's not. It's a quarterback with Caleb, Caleb Williams available. So you take Caleb Williams. Yeah. We would be having this conversation had Kyler Murray not been able to play the Cardinals out of the first overall pick. We're not talking about that because Kyler played well, and we've seen him play much better than Justin Fields historically. The Bears have never seen that. And also, you trade out of that pick last year with Carolina hoping that this is a scenario that's presented to you. What if what if the Houston Texans, Bo, were picking first overall and Kyler Murray was just okay at the end of the year? We would be having this conversation. Mm-hmm. You you as a, it's a responsible conversation to yes. have. Yep. But we're not. The Texans are picking 27th, the Cardinals are picking fourth, God the Bears it. are picking first. 27th. It's unreal. I don't even yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry <laughs> you bring it up. I wasn't even going to talk. Well, we have to talk about it. With the second part of the mock draft, we're going to get to that here in a second. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. Again, hit that like button if you're on DraftKings. If not, what are you waiting for? Championship round this weekend. You can do a two-game parlay, money line, prop bets. I My heart wants to pick the Detroit Lions. I, my head says it's. I think Purdy has a bounce-back game. Parlay of the week with DraftKings. I'm going to go chalk favorites. Baltimore, San Francisco, but make your own. With the bonus code PHNX, bet $5 if you're a new customer on any game this week and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Perfect way to pivot into Super Bowl Sunday. Use those bonus bets on the many props coming down the pipeline. Again, it's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with bonus code PHNX. Five bucks is going to get you 200 instantly in bonus bets. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY, New York, or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for your gambling problem. If you've got one, call 888-789-9777 or visit ccpg.org. Folks, please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 and up, varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario, the bonus bets, they do expire after 168 hours, so use them or lose them. See DraftKings.com slash football for eligibility restrictions, deposit terms, and responsible gambling resources, Bo. We ask that you drink responsibly and you're not throwing 50-50 on a, the Arizona Cardinals drafts, Marvin Harrison Jr., if he's available. We, of course, ask you to drink responsibly when indulging in the delicious Four Peaks. We love Four Peaks, right? It's always great to have one in hand on Super on. Super Bowl Sunday, obviously conference championships coming up as well. Get yourself some Four Peaks, your watch party. Bolster it with the most delicious beer that's brewed right here in our great state of Arizona. Now 26 years old, Four Peaks. It's been woven within the fabric of our great state, 48. Kilt Lifter, it's the flagship. You got the Redbird Lager, still repping your Cardinals. You got the number one wheat beer in Arizona, the Wow Wheat. It's fantastic. And they got a new year, new beer it's the uh, Bad Birdie Juicy Gold Nail. It's a collab between Four Peaks and Bad Birdie. It's super drinkable. It's a perfect companion out there on the tee box. When the rain clears up, get out there. Get yourself some Bad Birdie Juicy Gold Nail. Visit fourpeaks.com slash locator to find all your favorite beers and events. You can find out, you know, is it in the fries down your street? Is it your local Circle K? Usually always is, so pop in there and check out at Four Peaks Brew and at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest with Arizona's hometown brewery. Got to be 21 years or older, and once again, we ask that you drink responsibly. Uh, be responsible. Like this video. Again, 300 likes is the goal. Baharo in the chat, Johnny K1 did just play okay at best this year. No, he elevated them to a top 10 offense 
in total yards. And his last three games, he had over 100 combined quarterback rating um, and was playing his best football at the end of the year. He was coming off a torn ACL in a new system. Justin Fields had all offseason to be healthy and subsequently got waxed in the opener against Jordan Love and a rebuilding Packer team. Like the Bears were projected to win over eight and a half games. That was their over under from Vegas. The Cardinals were not favored in any game. Yeah. And Kyler Murray went out, should have gone 500 with a bottom third, maybe worse roster in the NFL. Like, come on, let's be fair here. Like you can you can say Kyler Murray's got some stuff to work on. Justin Fields had everything in front of him with DJ Moore and company couldn't take advantage. And that's what happens. And now he's going to get replaced. We've seen all the aggregate accounts out there, put it out there. Uh, Cardinals without Kyler Murray, they were bottom tier offense, 28th as far as points per game, just under 17 points, just two, under 290 yards uh, per game. That's 26 with Kyler Murray in the eight games. He was, they had 22 and a half points scored. That was 13th and 362 yards per game. That's top 10 and the NFL top 10 from 26 to top 10. As far as yardage, we know that they had their issues in the red zone, something they got to clean up something that they got better at during, you know, the end of the year, they were close to a fringe top 10 offense with Kyler Murray when, before they were a bottom tier offense without Kyler Murray. Weren't they like one in 12 without him? And he comes back and he plays 500. I'm going to say he played 500 football because I mean, Three and five. he's, he's a Matt Prater, two, two misses away. I mean, From not three, one, but two. He, he led a game-winning drive. Like, yeah. And again, your red zone woes are, are I think, aided by maybe a 6'4 receiver from uh, Columbus, Ohio. I so, mean, that, that, the drive in against Seattle, they get the ball with eight minutes left. They, they drive it down, and Matt Prater, they take it into like close to the two-minute warning, and then Matt Prater misses what would have put him up two possessions. That game out of hand. Game's and over. Then, and then, you know, Geno Smith goes down, scores, gets the two-point conversion. Up, ball back in Kyler Murray's hands. Does it again? Drives him down. But yeah, he was pretty average. Whatever. I I like watching this team win games, and they win more games with Kyler Murray than without Kyler Murray. Picking spreads 499 in front of the program. By the way, I still believe AZ traded up or will trade up from 27. They have 13 picks. Not everyone will make the roster. If you fall in love with a kid, go get the kid you love. I, I have no issue with that mindset. They love a kid. Go up and get him. Uh, that brings us into uh, our friend picking spreads. The bottom half of the first round. Now, I do quickly, people at home were asking, what is the rest of this mock? So I'm going to quickly go through some of these picks. So Marvin goes four. Brock Bowers, five to the Chargers, Bow, Malik Neighbors, six to the Giants. Joe Alt, the first tackle, Tennessee. Falcons go Dallas Turner. Bears go Roma Dunsey. Alu Fashnu, 10 to the Jets. So again, that for the most part, same cast of characters we've been seeing. Then it gets a little dicey in the teens, and it, there's a run on defenders. Nate Wiggins, yeah. Clemson cornerback, goes to Minnesota. Uh, Latu, pass rusher, Broncos. Arnold, the cornerback out of Alabama, Las Vegas Raiders. Sure feels like Kool-Aid's falling out of favor with a lot of folks. New Orleans Saints going Brian Thomas Jr., who I got at 27 my lock, last mock draft. Everybody mocked me for it. Keon <laughs> Coleman to the Patriots. So at this point, we have five receivers in the top 15. So a almost, what is that? A third of the draft is receivers. Mm -hmm. But right. yeah, let's pass on a receiver at four <laughs> and just hope and pray one makes it to 27. I digress. The most shocking pick of the first round, and Kuiper is always known for one of these curveballs. Mm -hmm. Pick 16, our friends in Seattle. I would sign up for this today. Quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, yeah. Michigan. He and Dan Campbell. Let's sign up for that tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know, man. I it's just in Dan Quinn, right? Dan Quinn, that Dan, Dan Quinn, Campbell. I'm sorry, yeah. not Dan Campbell. Uh, Dan Quinn. Just, if you you would love to see that, you would oh love God, to just see this this organization continue to fumble away. I mean, they had a near perfect rebound in their rebuild. Like they make the playoffs in year one, and then nearly make the playoffs again this year, and then they decide to sit. They give poor Pete, you know, his gold watch. And and kind of lead him yeah. out the building, right? And he wants to still coach. Yeah. After winning, you know, only finishing one season under five hundred in in a dozen years, it's absurd. Making the playoffs like ten out of twelve years, it's unreal. So you just continue to applaud. It, you know, these poor move after poor move from the Seattle Seahawks that let you know what many consider. I think uh, Brad Spielberger said that the Waldron was the top offensive coordinator candidate that they just let leave from their coaching staff to go to the Chicago Bears. So 
if that happens, like I, I'm real skeptical about JJ McCarthy, one as an NFL quarterback, and two certainly as a first rounder. And if they want to do that and utilize a first round pick, go for it. But I think you know, unfortunately, like Pete Carroll, John Schneider, for a dozen years have been leading the charge there and have done a great job. If if ownership continues to meddle and and put their hands all of his organization, I pl- go for it, please. I'd, I'd rather have Michael Penix or Bo Nix before J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy with an NFL caliber offensive line was just, he was a game manager. Uh, you don't take those 16th overall. So to continue on, Jags go Cooper DeGene, 17th overall. Uh, J.C. Latham, nice tackle out of Bama, goes to the Bengals. Jared Verse falls to the Rams at 19. Lassiter. Uh, Kamari out of Georgia goes to the Steelers. So had a little bit of a run on corners. Now we get to the, to the mid to late twenties, Miami dolphins at 21, Troy Fa Fayu Tanu. Excuse me. If I mispronounced that, the, yeah, Fatnu, excuse me. Yep. Tackle guard out of Washington, uh, back-to-back tackle prospects, Eagles replacing maybe, uh, Lane Johnson who turns 34. They get Fauga, um, from Oregon state. Jerzon yeah. Newton to Houston uh, via the Cleveland pick at 23. Dallas goes Jordan Morgan at 24, the tackle. So a lot of tackles that fall to the 20. The receivers go early. The tackles now in the 20. Kingsley Sa- Sayuma. Ta- I'm, I'm butchering this guy's last. I'm so sorry. Uh, the tackle out of BYU. Kingsley, Kingsley, yeah. He goes 25 to the Packers. Chop Robinson, 26 to the Buccaneers. The Arizona Cardinals, I think this is offensive tackle number seven. Mm-hmm. Tyler Guyton, tackle, right tackle, Oklahoma, 6'7". So there it is. Guyton, 27th overall. The Cardinals get wide receiver one, and they get tackle number seven at 27. Yeah, just doing some research because, you know, Guyton, and he's going to be a senior bowl guy that Damon and I are going to get a glimpse of firsthand next week when we're there in the Mobile. Uh, but he's he's a fringe top 10 tackle guy. It just depends on how you have him on your board. Um, didn't give up a sack. He's playing the right tackle position at Oklahoma, so that would only mean that you're going to probably pop Paris Johnson Jr. over from right tackle to left tackle, and you got your bookends going forward. But great physical tools that they're looking for. You know, I, I, when they've got guys like uh, the corners, and, and Kuiper mentioned this, Kenyon Mitchell out of Toledo and Enos Rakestraw Jr. out of Missouri, out of Mizzou, um, you know, that they would seriously consider and start to rebuild that defense. But with the Humphreys injury and obviously the, the extension for Kyler Murray kicking in this year, to get another tackle to really kind of get to set that, you can't really disagree with it. Like, I, I think that Guyton is, is a – is a top 50 guy and you look at it and like, well, why do you, why wouldn't you just take a tackle at 34 or 35? Uh, it's because you get that extra year potentially of controllability, the yeah. fifth year option for the tackle. And if that's the guy you like, you take him there. I, I like that. He's comfortable playing right tackle. I like the tackles from Oklahoma typically translate well to the NFL. I know it's a different regime. I, I, I think he was recruited by Lincoln Riley once upon a time. And I also just feel like we've talked about this boat, like lean into the strength of the draft. It's tackle and it's wide receiver. But nothing can convince me if you take Joe Alt or Alu Fashion with four, like the scenario we discussed earlier, that a an impact receiver is going to make it to 27. It is not. That is a farce. Even somebody that were lukewarm on Keon Coleman went 15th overall. Mm-hmm. So you're hoping and praying. I don't want to be in that mindset on draft night and the Cardinals newsflash don't want to either had the Houston pick been top 20 maybe you can entertain that yeah there is going to be a tackle available there's going to be a corner an edge rusher for you to take BPA at 27 go nuts trade a third round or come up a couple spots there's another tackle in Mims that goes about three picks later eight tackles nine if you consider the kid from Washington a tackle in the first round most of them went in the back half of the first round, which is signaling quality depth. Get mm-hmm. hopefully a, a seven-year mm-hmm. starter. Maybe a couple of them make a Pro Bowl. Hall of Fame-level prospect, Marvin Harrison Jr. That's what you have to compare everything else to. So if I'm trading down and I'm passing on a Hall of Fame-level caliber talent, I better know 
I'm going to equate this to multiple pro bowlers at other positions. That's what you have to, that's what you have to decipher in your head. Good yeah. luck making that come to fruition. That's yeah. why they wouldn't pass on him. It all just comes back to that. Yeah. Wade, Wade Miller making a good point here with Dylan Gabriel, who, who went in the portal to Oregon. But the point is he was a lefty quarterback playing right tackle is the equivalent of playing left tackle. So, yeah. So I guess it doesn't necessarily mean you, you flip Paris Johnson Jr. But I think Paris Johnson Jr. like projects probably, uh, and especially having a, a year of experience under his belt, that you would want to protect Kyler Murray's blind side with PJ instead of uh, a guy like Guyton or whatever tackle uh, they could potentially get at 27. Um, Arizona Animal saying at 27, you take the best player available in my posi- at, at any position knee of need, tackle, defensive tackle, and cornerback. Yep. Doug saying, not going to lie, that Capri Sun look fire right now. Absolutely, it is. It's refreshing. It's delicious. Damon Dog's got his. Cheers. Um, those are for me. You stole those from me. <laughs> those were meant for your boy. No, our I, guy uh, Ken. He's he's uh he's making sure my guy can. Those are for me. Austin Romano, two dollars super check. Capri Sun cheers for the draft trade up from twenty seven. <laughs> Again, if we trade up, if the Cardinals trade up and they use one of their thirds, they wouldn't use their second. Obviously, do, go nuts. Go, yeah. If you feel like one of these tackles is top three to four on your board and you want to go up for him, do that. You you love Cooper DeGene. I'm not going to argue with it. You want to get Jared Verse ahead of the Rams? Go nuts. So. I, again, you get Marvin. At, don't you feel like if they get Marvin at four, you're just playing with house money the rest yeah, of the draft? Yeah, I mean, there's very few instances where we're going to be disappointed. And it's where you take, I think, where you really do evaluate, do you want to trade up? Is there somebody like last year where they see that there's about to be a run on tackles and there's a guy that you are have a conviction in, right? Paris Johnson Jr., that they were willing to take at three. And they said, okay, we're at 12. We got to get back up. We got to get back yeah. in the top 10 because there's about to be a couple guys going off the board, and he's probably going to be the first one mm-hmm. to start a run on tackles. And you can, like, you have the benefit of three thirds. And I know, like, we're like, oh, don't touch our draft capital. We love it. Right. But, you know, if you can get out of the first round with two surefire and probably the second round with that 30, what, fifth overall pick, if you can get out of there with three surefire picks draft class is a success already. And like you, you can no utilize that third, like if you utilize the third and the 27th overall to get up potentially beginning in the twenties, I think it's worth, it's worthy of that. Topic 64, 499 JV bow B my guys move Paris Johnson jr. To the left side and let's roll. I would be surprised if March rolls around and they're doing, when does mini camp on the early April? Um, initial kind of screw around field time. Yeah. We'll be out there. We'll see Paris at left tackle. Yeah, probably. We know I Kelvin mean, Beecham can play right tackle. He did it for a long time. Right. And, and you've got him on, but also if you get somebody like Guyton or whoever, maybe one of these other prospects and like Will Hernandez is, is a great dude on the right side. You got him under contract and he'll do the same thing. Mentoring of this, this rookie, just like he did with Paris Johnson Jr. And you have that dynamic, you know, right tackle, right guard duo. And then you're sure enough, hopefully this off season, your left side, you know, with, with DJ Humphreys, unfortunately suffering the injury and being on the wrong side of 30. And you're just kind of ushering in a new era of Arizona Cardinals offensive linemen. And you're able to bookend, you know, you're close to $50 million per season on average quarterback with a couple controllable, tackles that project out to be rock solid starters if not better uh we're going to do a mock draft we might talk about pff contract predictions but we're definitely going to talk about our friends at desert financial credit union the official credit union of the venerable household and our arizona cardinals for more than 84 years desert financial has been arizona's largest most trusted local credit union dedicating to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and folks making providing and helping with some financial solutions to enrich a better life for their customers. The Desert Financial team are financial experts who are committed to their members and continuity, community, financial solutions tailored to helping real people like me, like you. I ditched my old credit union. Desert Financial Credit Union is a staple here in the Valley, in the Vise Valley. Tons of locations to help you with checking, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit card options, and more. Again, if you don't know how to get started, let them help you 
fabulous customer service, desertfinancial.com. You can sign up for a checking account online. It takes a matter of minutes. You're going to get your debit card in the mail. And how about this? Represent the Red Sea with the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. It's a full package, right? Cardinals, Visa, debit card, Desert Financial. Let them help you. Get your money now. Whatever you need, debit cards, mortgages, loans, credit cards. like uh, It's a one-stop shop, a financial institution. That is Desert Financial Credit Union. Get that Cardinals debit card, you know, take it out there, get yourself a 12er of uh, Capri Sun and pop some OGs. And you got yourself a nice little, what, Tuesday night? Sounds like a great Beautiful night. Tuesday, right? Yeah. Just kicking your feet up and you're enjoying two new products in the new year. We love our friends over at OGs. They're in Arizona. OG, their favorite, your favorite cannabis kitchen here because they're cooking up all the great gummies. Two new products, one with live rosin, the RSO, Rick Simpson oil, and OGs Naturals in the big OGs. As big as your face, but you know, you can cut them up into little singles and, and take your time. Probably should, right? They got uh, the perforated into 10 slices, each with 10 milligrams of THC, a total of 100 milligrams of THC. But if you're looking for you know, something more intense or something more laid back, OG's has got something for everyone out there. They even got a sleep time gummy, the uh, Aquaberry nice. flavor. It's going to help put you to sleep, keep you asleep. It's delicious Aquaberry flavored. Check out their full product line, ogsbrands.com, and also check them out on your socials at OG's Brands. Got to be 21 years or older. You can find them in your local dispensary all around the Valley. I think we'll do PFF predictions for defensive linemen, maybe Mignana. Yeah. Because right now we need as much time as we can. It's a Tuesday. It's a Monty mock draft Tuesday. Folks, you know what time it is. Let's right. put on our mock draft caps a la Monty Austin Ford. And let's tap in with our friends at Pro Football Focus, the PFF mock draft simulator. Bo Brock, you let me know. Sharing my screen for another mock draft here on a Tuesday. Monty, we can see your screen. It's looking great. Let's start our engines. Now, I want to preface all this by saying I was dragged through the mud last week. People didn't appreciate my mock draft. I am going to defer to my co-host today. I want you and Damon Dog to take all the arrows because, listen, my mocks, they can, can they get a little dicey? Absolutely. But I am here for the people, and if the people want Bo and Damon Dog to drive today, that's fine. I am merely your chauffeur. I think we should do it like how Monty in the Cardinals front office is going to do it. And it's a real collaborative effort. You know what right. I mean? So you really want to channel our, all of our inner Monty's. Absolutely. We're going full Monty on this mock draft. It's a Monty mock draft Tuesday. I don't know how we dropped the ball and then do a Monty mock draft Monday, but we're going MMT. And you're all right, Johnny. If, if you can't take the arrow to the head, we are actually going to, we'll do it for you. I'm going to defer, and I, I promise I will not get click-happy today. I want the chat to participate. I want everybody's input, okay? And you'll have to keep me honest because I can't see the chat. We're going to kick things off, though. Any tr any interest in trading up? Anybody have any interest in trading up? No, I mean, I feel confident. I know that uh, the simulator is a little bit of a wild card, but uh, I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to stick and pick fourth overall. Let's start this bad boy. Looks like uh, it backfired horrendously. Yes. And yes. Uh, the New England Patriots, this is absolute just absolute just madness as far as what's going on. Drake May goes one. Caleb Williams goes two. Arvin Harrison Jr. goes three. So the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock uh, with staring down Malik Neighbors draft, Joe Alt potentially, Roma Dunze, and Olu Fashionu. So... The mock heard that I was deferring and then t and became violent. The mock draft got violent. <laughs> um, I think let's see. Yeah, what, what? So the Giants want to get up from six to four. Let's wheel and deal. So six and four. Obviously, you would need thirty nine. Is that mm -hmm. enough? A top forty pick? Is that enough? I think that's probably enough because you know Jaden Daniels here. If you Malik Neighbors is gone at five, Alu Fashinu, Joe Alt, Roma Dunze. So you're basically you're passing on maybe, maybe Malik Neighbors, but you're getting pick yeah. 39. Is that enough? Yeah, I mean, I like uh Monty Austinford's burner just said F. 
uh, perfect pass sports and unrealistic start over Brian, a Brian BA saying Mulligan start over again. Now we can't, we're doing hold so on, many. Hold of these on, just gotta, going through the I know you can't see the chat. Just, we got to play the cards. We, we were got Austin Trinnell. Uh, we got you turds saying everybody's saying trade back in the situation. Arizona animals saying trade down. Let's trade down with the G men. They want to get up and continue to ruin their organization. Let's go. They took trade is accepted. The Yes, yeah, so Cardinals now have another top 40 pick, and we're going to resume the draft, and here's what happens. Oh, my goodness. Malik Neighbors goes fourth overall. Jim Harbaugh takes Cooper DeGene fifth overall. <laughs> that is a shocking pick. That is one of the most shocking picks of the draft. Here's what I will say. Jaden Daniels is still available. Do you entertain trading down one more time with the idea no. that you could still get Alu Fashion, Roma Dunsey, or Joe Alt? No, I don't want to get too trade down crazy. Like... I get it. It's fun, but let's let's stick and pick. Let's take the uh, tackle out of Notre Dame. Six eight, twenty years old. There's Mahler over there for the Fighting Irish. I love him so much. I feel like I don't get to talk about him as much because Marvin Fever has engulfed the valley, rightfully so. But I, I'm with you. This this it's a no brainer. And now you're equipped with another top forty pick. And it's, yeah, and now the Arizona Cardinals are back on the clock at 27th overall. And a good good receiver right there on the board for you from Oregon and Troy Franklin. Uh, over He's, what, 6'3", playmaker for the Ducks. He was, he was the top target there um, for Bo Nix. But let's, let's take a look at these other, other prospects just around him real quick. Um, you got the, I think the cornerback out of Mizzou that Mal Kuyper mentioned in his draft that he considered for the Cardinals instead of taking Guyton out of Oklahoma. Uh, Lad McConkey, about six foot wide receiver, playmaker out of Georgia, probably not. Kamari Lasters, uh, a cornerback that's there. Kenyon Mitchell, who you might be able to roll the dice and, and get it, you know, down the road here for the Cardinals at 35. So I'm looking at this with. With Alt there, I think you take the kid out of Oregon in uh, Troy Franklin. What do you think? Yeah, I think you cannot expect to get to pick 35 and, and hope to pick the carcass of the first-round receivers. I, th I think you're asking for trouble. And, and again, we know PFF's not a huge fan of Keon Coleman. That's fine. Um, some good value in the secondary, but I think there's going to be, a, if you want a corner or a defensive lineman, I, th I think there's still going to be there what, about eight picks later? And then mm -hmm. also the Cardinals have 39 as well. So we know definitively Troy Frank Franklin's going to go here maybe as early as 28 or 29. So I, I'm with you. That's the pick, in my opinion. All right. So we go with Alt at a Notre Dame and a trade down at six. We take Franklin at 27. We're back on the clock at 35. And you've got uh, – you don't really need to look at these tackles anymore. I think you need to address either the defensive line here or the cornerback room. You know, maybe Kamari Lassiter. Do you go Kenyon Mitchell out of Toledo, who's a fast riser? Um, Lassiter, of course, SEC guy. Toledo is, is that Maction? Is Toledo Maction? Yeah, yeah. Mitchell Playing on Tuesday nights. You got. Um, I mean, look at these numbers last year. He had three touchdowns last year, five interceptions. And he's he's a He's a big-time prospect. I like the idea. I'm just putting my two cents in. Mm -hmm. Corner and then best available defensive lineman at pick 35. I, I think the value is there for both of those positions. I looking don't at love... the, uh, Yeah, looking at the chat, people saying Byron Murphy the second. A couple people saying Lassiter. Uh, another Byron Murphy. I think you can get Byron at 39. I like that. I, I like that idea. Oh, yeah, we did get that extra pick with the trade down. So let's go Kenyon Mitchell out of Toledo. That's my decision. Okay. All right, being trumped. He's got the skill set, uh, and now we're looking. I mean, it, do you have any temptation to go fought no. knowing? Hang, hang on, no, knowing that he could play left hey. left guard next to Paris Johnson Jr. How about no, <laughs> no, no? You got you just took Joe Alt, but you wouldn't take a guard if you got an extra no. pick in the top forty. Uh. -uh. I like the guards later in the third and fourth oh, rounds, okay. like the Cooper BBs and the Christian Haynes. So you're comfortable. I mean, there you you don't have an heir apparent for Will Hernandez, the last year of his contract. You don't have a left guard technically already. Uh listen, There's I Byron like Byron Murphy, Murphy the second staring in the face and saying, Hey, you where's the beef? It's right here. I I think this, 
I think this is great value. I'm just making my case. Yeah. I think this is great value, and I think he's the kind of player that Austin Ford and company, and look, he's played left guard before. But if you got a ceiling of a tackle and you don't need a tackle, defense, I get that. I mean, you're sitting here and you're telling me a defensive tackle is a premium position, and you got one staring in your face, and you want to take a surplus of offensive linemen. It's just, no. Byron Murphy, is Chris Jenkins the already go? Uh, I don't think so. You know, PFF doesn't love him. There's Chris uh, Jenkins, so it's... You know, it's it's Coke or Dr. Pepper. It's Byron Murphy the second or Chris Jenkins. Do you want the national champ or do you want the guy that was integral part in Texas making all their noise that they did? I think you take Byron Murphy the second here. And you pick. Uh, I I listen. I would Chuck love that. Is so de- defeated. No, right I'm now. not disappointed. I just I'm looking at. I'm trying to project value, long term value. And again, you're correct. If because I have to wrap my my brain around alt. Paris Johnson Jr., those are your tackles. So the kid out of Washington probably can never live up to his his potential if we're putting him at a guard. So that's yeah. fine. I have no issue with that. I like Byron Murphy Jr. Well, you got Kingsley uh, out of BYU here that you could do the same thing that you're talking about uh, about Washington. You could that's kick true. him inside. Uh, let's take a look. So we're back on the clock. We we're, are, yeah. This is the first of three third rounders. And these are set, um, by the way, 66, 71, and 90. That's Those are done deals. <laughs> Boston Ford saying, Johnny's a maniac in these drafts. Laughing emoji. Uh, Austin saying, linebacker here. He likes, what do you like, Jeremiah Trotter? Uh, oh I, guys, don't want to get me started with that. These linebackers and safeties, guess what? They're going to be here at pick 90 as well. Johnny we loves know how this goes. linebackers. He, he loves ACC defenders, doesn't he? If I know anything about my, my old friend, Johnny Venerable. Why am I your old friend? Am I still your friend? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we go way back. We do, um, we do. So could you get Zach Frazier, the center, out of West Virginia? I mean, you would be getting Yelda Froteholt's successor there. Uh, I don't know. Well, if let, that... Listen, this if you can play center, you can play guard, mm-hmm. typically. And I What's think... His size? I mean, I, that's... That's a guard. 6'3", okay. 310. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that's your left guard next year. And then if you want to extend Yelda Froholt, you keep him a left guard. If you want to make him a center, you can. I, I, that's, he is unequivocally, in my opinion, the best player available. Because then you're looking Fall at... Fall down a little bit. Can you get below... Uh, yeah, because then you're looking at a bunch of off-ball linebackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Haynes looks good at, at the guard position. He's the what people have tabbed the best guard in this draft, but true guard. Um, I mean, Kingsley... I mean, Kuiper just had him going in the first, but again, where is he playing? I mean, you didn't have that problem with the kid from Washington. You're making well. I just got scolded for that, so I'm not (laughs) going to bring that up again. How big is Kingsley? Big boy. He's huge. He is. Yeah, six six three fifteen. That might be a little big for a guard. Yeah, and he gave up some pressures and some sacks this year, but he played his best games. Look against Oklahoma, West Virginia. Yeah, worked against Texas. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to pretend like I know a lot about him. Here's the yeah. issue. Your guards need to be a dominant run blocker, and he's struggled. He's a he's a plus pass blocker. He's a finesse player like a tackle. Whereas, okay, if we look at Zach Frazier here and we look at some of these metrics, much better, more even keeled as a run blocker and a pass and a and a pass blocker. So I have no listen, I have no dog in this fight. I'm not making the picks. I'm just a lowly mean? scout in the draft in the draft room. No. Okay, keep going down here. Let's get uh Past this Clemson defensive lineman, McMillan. You already took Troy Franklin. Not to say you should be done there. You got the corner. I um, like Haynes and McMillan. Those are my two. I think you can get them at seventy-one and and yeah. potentially ninety. But it's right. the third round. I mean, you're 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 reaching five picks on a guy if you like him. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I'm gonna take. <sighs> I'm just torn between Frazier and Kingsley here. You would play Kingsley at guard? Yeah, that's why I think it would be a wasted pick. Let's go with Frazier. Good job, Bo. That's the right decision. Like, objectively, like, if you're asking my opinion, that's the that's the right decision. Because yeah. now here's what you've done. In the last two drafts, to set your franchise quarterback up for success, you took a top 10 tackle, a top 10 tackle, a top 30 wide receiver and a top 70 center like that. That's the infrastructure that will hopefully elevate Kyler Murray into the next half decade. Now you have to fix the defense. 
Yeah. And Kings I mean, still available, by the way. Yeah, he is. But medical uh, red flag. Well, we're just going to red flag. You got Jonathan Gaines that's going to come back and compete for an offensive line spot that's versatile as well. Uh, it, you, you really got to get to uh, the defensive side. And we got a little beef earlier, didn't we? We did, but I mean, can you ever have enough? <laughs> Roll down a little bit further. Let's just see what else we got. What about a little Trey Benson? Trey Benson. Not yet. I think the defense has to take a little corner action. We double down. We got one corner. We're just gonna yeah, but you, this this is based off. I would think that the Cardinals get a corner in free agency as well, or be a okay. trade market. Let's go with uh, let's go with the defensive lineman out of Clemson. I think that's the right pick. Now it's time to splurge. Let's do it. Now at pick 90, I mean, you've had seven. Will you bring up already? the, just just put in the running backs? I just want to look at the running backs. No, that's, that's exactly what I was going to do. You read my mind. <laughs> so uh, we lost the opportunity. Trey Benson went, I believe he was RB1. He went 87. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you get to pick from Bucky Irving, Blake Corum, Ray Davis, Jalen Wright. Blake Corum, he's a cutie. <laughs> I mean, he is 5'8", 215. Right. Look at look at his game against Washington, man. He's a dominant player. Yards after contact. All-time touchdowns uh, leader at Michigan, right? 27 touchdowns this year. That's pretty good. Can you do it with Kyler Murray? Can you have Blake Corum and Kyler Murray in the same backfield as, as his every down back? Or do you, or you're eventually going to say, Bo, I need a bigger back. And if that's the case, then that's a wasted pick where he's, Bucky Irving or Irvine, 5'10, 200, a little bit bigger, about two inches yeah, taller. He, he looks pretty much the same on the field as Corn okay. does. Um, and then the wide receiver, McMillan, was left, right? Yeah. Would you double up on a receiver? I don't hate that idea. Yeah, it's not bad. And uh, Jamari Thrash is getting a lot of love out of Louisville recently. The problem with get- Jamari Thrash is if he's bad, I'm going to want to call him Jamari Trash. <laughs> That's a, that's a huge problem. I see that's that a, as a benefit. Damon understands that 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 would tear if he looks bad. That I want. He's over six feet. Bad. He's got. He's he's a playmaker at a Louisville. John Gannon's from Louisville. Nice game against Florida State. Not. <laughs> hey, nice one thousand yard season this year. Not. Wow. You're, All right. Your call. You All right. Take the trash with, man. Out let's to- go. No. I'm not going to, first off, how dare you? Second, let's take Blake Corm. Let's do it. Yes. I choose violence as well. Let's go. I think this is going to do really well. I think this is probably probably one of our highest grades we've ever had. Brett wanted Frazier. Boston Fort wanted Thrash. The Thrash man. Thrash day was on on Sunday. (laughs) Thrash and trash. I just there's so many puns we could use, but you think Blake Corum's gonna? I think Blake Corum's gonna be a top two top two round pick. I think like this is fun for now. I think yeah. Blake Corum's gonna be a second rounder. People are gonna fall in love with the productivity. He was a leader on a team that was in the college football playoff two years in a row and won a national yeah. championship. He's one of the best players on that team. He elevated what you know JJ McCarthy into what people are calling potential first round pick. Uh, like that, that run game, that offensive line, like that was the reason they were so good. Um, the yeah, I mean, that's, pick, that, I mean, that guy better become a player if you're passing over a, a Georgia corner. I mean, right. you're, you're, you're rolling. I hate the dice that there. they hate Byron Murphy the second, like to get a B plus. Like, do you guys tell me you don't know ball PFF? No, I'm kidding. It's, they had the <laughs> yeah. second best line of scrimmage play outside of Michigan, but yeah, I, that's a that's a solid one. I think, you know, we didn't choose violence today. I would like to choose violence next week. Though. <laughs> uh, right. I would also like all of you to choose us at gophnx.com. Become a diehard. We have the exclusive diehard live Q&A Discord post Thursday show. And if that's not enticing enough, become a diehard. Pick up a free hat and or shirt. I lost my hat with my bald cap, but it's fire. You've seen it before. Yeah. Again, Everything unlocked at gophnx.com. The many workings of our talented peers, including Gerald Borgay, Jesse Friedman, Craig Morgan. Ever heard of him? 
Find them and more. Go phnx.com. Become a diehard. I want to see all of you in the member Discord chat for PHNX Cardinals on Thursday. Get your questions ready. Come off mute. Let's have a Cardinal convo, Bo. Absolutely. Uh, you got to get in in order to do that, as he said. Become a diehard today. Conversation doesn't stop. I think I need some Botox on here. The wrinkles on my forehead are... A little too intense. Yeah, it's gotten a lot of control. Do we do we check in with? Uh, we got to get Damon Dog. He has to review the draft real quick. Damon, can you come off and, and get on screen real quick? I, I'm sorry to, to disappoint. I closed out of it, so I hope he remembers it by memory. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it was uh, it was you know Mitchell, Franklin, uh, Joe Walt, and like Frazier, Byron Murphy. I'll the give elite. it a. I'll go B minus today. You know, it's it sucks when Marvin. It really, it's a real gut punch when Marvin's you know not available at four, and and we don't get Marvin Harrison. Like for me, that's kind of the differentiator between a an A and a everything else. Every single time we do a mock draft, that's a hundred percent right, Damon. We've taught you well. If and like I know a lot of people are saying, Johnny, can we even go on as a franchise if Marvin's not available? And I, I don't have an answer to that yet. I can I can't tell you if that's a worthy conversation. Here's here's what we did. When, when when the draft takes crazy pills like it did at the top of this draft, and it goes first Drake May 1-1, and then Caleb 2, and then the Patriots going off script and taking Marvin Harrison Jr., we did what the great Boston Port would do. We got on the horn. We said, hey, what can you give me? And then you enter in the flight plan, dramatic music, and we pull off a deal. He tells Michael Bidwell, hey, like, turn the TV down. Bidwell, make yourself useful in here, and I got to make a deal. And he gets on the phone, ma- trades down the six, takes advantage of another poverty franchise in the Giants, and puts himself in a position to build the lines. Takes Joe Alt, then takes Kenyon Mitchell, takes Troy Flank Franklin, takes Byron Murphy. It's just, I mean, it was sweet, sweet music today in the Monty Mock Draft. I really like when Jim Harbaugh took Cooper DeGene fifth overall too. That was my favorite part. <laughs> did you like? Did you home. did you push like the slider over like to to be as unpredictable as possible? He said, "I'm going to no. give the keys of this draft to Bo, but I'm going to jack with the sliders." <laughs> no, but I will do that on future shows. Speaking of future shows, tomorrow we are going to watch and break down PFF's projected contracts and free agency. There are some shocking results, especially on the defensive line, and just you wait to see what they're projecting for one, I don't know, Hollywood Brown as a top 20 free agent. In the meantime, like this video, subscribe to PHNX Sports, PHNX Cardinals, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, if you'd be so inclined, leave us a five-star review. For Bo Brock, Damon Dog, award-winning producer behind the mic, I am Johnny Venerable. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We are back manana on a Wednesday. Peace!